Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello and welcome to episode 191. And today I have a wonderful interview with Lindsay Karen, who is the founder of the Theology of the Body Parent School. For those of you out there who might or might not have heard of Theology of the Body, Theology of the Body, or T-O-B, as it's um, also known, uh, was the teaching that St. John Paul II um, presented for the first five years of his pontificate from 1979 to 1984. Um, It was a series of 129 different talks. And in it, what he did is he repackaged what the church has always taught about sexuality and the complete integration of the human person. And it got well known because it presented in a positive way, which is what the church has always done, in a positive way, the... Uh, teachings of the church, particularly in regards to personhood and also sexuality. So it was something where people kind of jumped all over it because they're going, hey, it's not about all the shout nods, all the no's, you can't do this or that, but rather it's about what it is that God has created us for and who we are and how we can be exactly who we were created to be. So Theology of the Body um, has been around now for you know, a long time, uh, since 1984, really began to be unpackaged um, in the early 90s. And so you have a um, good you know, 30 years of work. And Lindsay Karen, uh, she came across uh, Theology of the Body and it was something of where she had 20 years of experience in Catholic education, moral development, and she really wanted to help people, especially busy Catholic parents, be able to break open uh, this beautiful teaching of the church, especially necessary in our world today. The result was a Theology of the Body school curriculum, but also the Theology of the Body Monthly, uh, which is a mini magazine that helps parents be able to teach their kids about personhood and sexuality in an age-appropriate way, uh, where parents are the ones doing the teaching um, and not anyone else. So I've gushed long enough. Um, I hope that you really enjoy and find this conversation to be of great value. And I'll see you or talk to you on the flip side. (music) 
Hello, and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and today I have a wonderful guest with me, someone who you're going to absolutely want to take the time to spend, spend, just sit down and just listen, because I don't think that there is a more crucial topic or issue that's out there and the church in her wisdom through St. John Paul II brought us this wisdom of the church again, in which it truly can bring about healing, but especially can bring about our capacity to live in wholeness. And that's with a W-H-O-L-E. Um, and especially to be able to do so as a family and share it with your kids. And it, it's really something that is very important. So I'm going to stop gushing like a schoolgirl here. And I'm going to go ahead and welcome Lindsay, Karen. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that was a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I get super excited when... I have the opportunity to speak with people that are doing apostolates that are so needed, so desperately needed. Um, I uh, still remember, and we are sharing before the show, how it was that I came to first be, you know, experience theology of the body. And that's a part of what we're going to talk about today and just how life-changing it was for me. So um, I'm super excited that you have decided, and with a group of people, because it's not just yourself, um, who've decided to really be able to provide a need out there. But before we get into that, mm -hmm. share a bit about your own journey and kind of how you came to be where you are today, because you're just outside Portland, Oregon, which is a little different for uh, yeah. faithful Catholics. So. <laughs> Yeah, Portland has made the news, I hear, nationally, mm -hmm. so um, for better or worse. Uh, and it wasn't always like this. So I'm a Portland native. I was born and raised here, mm. um, grew up here, and it, it was a beautiful city at one point, and um, still is. I hope it can return back to that. But um, yeah, I grew up in Portland, and then I moved to California for college and life after. I was there for 15 years in the Bay Area. And, um, and then returned back home to Portland about eight years ago. Um, but it was during that time in, well, gosh, if I went all the way back, it, it, my story kind of stretches back to childhood when I grew up, um, very shy, very introverted, um, and with a little bit of childhood trauma that, um, kind of turned me even more in towards myself. So then cut to when I was 18 and I moved to California away from family and mm -hmm. discovered college parties, boys, alcohol, mm -hmm. and all those things became my best friends. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was, you know, with the culture being that time in the wake of the sexual revolution, it was no longer like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It was the hookup scene, uh, drinking, and, and the bar scene, really, mm -hmm. in the early 2000s for me. So, you know, the culture is shoving it at you. Unfortunately, most um, college university systems right now are shoving it at you. Mm -hmm. And it became very easy for me to just hide in that and um, take that on as an identity because I didn't like myself. I didn't know mm -hmm. my worth. I didn't know theology, the body formally or informally. And, um, and so that those yucky things, you know, gave me a false sense of worth for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I lived that for probably a decade. I'd say the first half, um, frivolously having fun in the second half, it wasn't fun anymore. It was very draining. It was exhausting. It was, um, it was horrible. And, you know, just trying to crawl back out of that mess that the culture had really thrown me into. 
Um, and so through, you know, returning to my roots as a Catholic and um, seeking and, and praying as imperfectly as I could, um, God knew that I was seeking and, you know, he was waiting for me. So, mm -hmm. so that started to come back together. Um, he, he started to show me signs that he was really there for me. And then I can talk more about that, but that's when, when I started into, um, recovery mode, quit drinking, mm -hmm. um, and my whole life changed from there. Yeah. Well, even though you say that you were partying and that, uh, you were, uh, you know, on a personal level, on a professional level, you definitely were pursuing some, some serious study. Um, and you bring all of that background into what you're doing today. Um, and so, you know, so it seems like it was a personal and professional integration or intersection that was happening for you. And so share a little bit about that and kind of where Theology of the Body Parent School, because that's where we're going here, uh, kind of came about. Yeah, it, it was definitely an interesting time because during that same decade where my personal life was going down the tube, um, I, like I said, I was, I kept seeking, I was seeking, I knew where I was supposed to be and God did too. So I was pursuing, you know, undergrad and then grad school and then, um, uh, teaching credentials. And then I was teaching. And so I was started living this double life, but it, it wasn't really a double life. I think that we have to remember that God makes us both and not either, or, mm -hmm. and so we are sinners. And I was, I was sinning and seeking at the same time. And I think that that's not as uncommon as we think that it is. So, you know, I was, um, pursuing God through study and, and prayer and reading, and then still sinning because I had got sucked down this rabbit hole of the culture. Um, so I think both of those things fed into my development that then once I kind of had a break from it all, I got married, I had kids when my youngest was starting to grow old enough, I knew it was time for me to throw myself into something major to kind of give back to God, what he had given to me. It was like, both of those things had really prepared me in ways where I don't think that I could have founded the TOB parent school had I not been both professionally prepared and then emotionally tortured, you know, mm -hmm. by the culture. Yeah. Uh, so about the theology of the body school for parents, um, you know, this began, uh, so uh, just on the website, just uh, talks about uh, kind of began, you know, in the pandemic, you know, backyard meetings. So what was it that, you know, that moved you from kind of chatting about these things in the backyard um, to now putting out massive publications doing, you know, I mean, it's for all age groups. I mean, usually people just start with one and, you know, focus on one and you, you got all ages there. Um, and uh, that, that was very impressive to me. Um, is the fact of you're being holistic for parents of wherever their kids are. Um, and that was one of the struggles I had when I first ran into Theology of the Body was, how do I translate this to my son? Um, mm -hmm. And how, how do I share this, you know, beauty with him? And, you know, so I, I've been very impressed by that. But how did, how did it all kind of come about of, you know, you're meeting in a backyard, you know, and then you're like, you know, we need to do more. Yeah. So, 
you know, it started with one conversation. It was one coffee with this woman locally who I happen to know present, she presents on theology of the body. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know who else to call. So I'm going to call Linda. So we started talking. Then we kind of invited some more people. And in those first six months, me, Linda, and about five other people were exploring um, lots of different options of how to bring this out. First, it was just locally um, that we were concerned with. Um, and what we were trying was to kind of, um, buy and pull in different books and resources and even curriculum, um, TOB curriculum that's in the schools and just kind of open that up, try it with our own kids. Uh, and we thought we could get a group to, to keep trying to teach it as parents at home and then talk mm-hmm. about their experience. But what we found is that none of us actually were even making the time to open the curriculum and like sort through it and and do these test Mm -hmm. lessons at home with our own kids, you know, a little bit, but um, most of the people we asked, they weren't able to. So, Mm -hmm. so dawned on us six months into the journey, we're now three and a half years in, um, well, we have to totally pivot here. We, we parents need, it was my sister who actually brought me back the lesson plan book. And she was like, it's not going to happen. I it's been sitting on my counter for two months and it is not going to happen. Right. She's parents need a leaflet. Like they mm-hmm. need something that is so easy. It comes right to them. They open it up. It's, they don't have to read anything in advance. They don't have to plan anything. They don't have to think yep. because that's where, um, the quote modern Catholic parent is right now, which is who we're eventually trying to reach right now. We're reaching the more invested Catholic parents, the ones who already know that they have to be teaching this and maybe they're homeschooling and willing to look at curriculum, but still we make it easier for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I love and uh, I'll hold up one of them, the theology of the body monthly for middles is the one that I've got. Um, but what I loved about this was the fact of is something that you can sit down and for 10 minutes as you're preparing dinner, you can be talking about this as, you know, as your kids are sitting around and maybe they're getting a snack as they came home or whatever, whatever your situation is. It was such that it became bite sized information that is completely rooted in the larger teaching. So Mm -hmm. it's like, so most kids aren't going to pick up on the fact that you're talking theology of the body rather they're going to go oh well mom was just telling me about the fact of i i'm just such a gift and that the only reason or the only reason why i'm i have choices to make is so that i can choose to love better you know mm-hmm. and and it's just like they're not going to put all that together maybe until until later when they might even study it formally um and then they're like oh okay yeah. now i get where this comes from yeah but that in itself is such a gift mm-hmm. having that, you know, in bite-sized content. So um, kudos to your sister for, for, you know, having the courage to go, Hey, it isn't going to happen, Lindsay. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that it did. So once you kind of knew what you needed to go about, how did you start doing it? Cause this, this is not easy to do. No. <laughs> um, well, I do have a, a background, the professional piece came in the background of curriculum design, interdisciplinary education. Mm. So, you know, piecing together all the things. And that's really what the project was. Um, It was part theology and then part project management, because you're talking eight issues that cover 12 Christian anthropology standards in five different age groups from ages two to 22. And um, just really just piecing things together. Um, 
So how did I do that? Honestly, it was truly Holy Spirit inspired. I was sitting in this exact place. I knew I just had to get it on paper. So the very first prototype, I sat down three years ago here and I just had some white paper and I just started drawing out what I thought a typical issue would look like issue one of kids. And um, I still have that. I carry it around in my car uh, to show people if they want to know, you know, where it came from. Mm -hmm. Cause they can look at what is now printed and has gone through theological review and, and received the imprimatur from our archbishop and gone through graphic design. And then they can look at what the Holy spirit gave me to mm -hmm. put on eight pieces of paper, you know, with my kids coloring pencils. And it's pretty much, ex I mean, exactly the same. It's like, I have chills talking about it. Cause he just said, write this, draw this, you know, put that down, boom. And it was done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we modeled everything kind of after that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I definitely have to agree that your interdisciplinary, you know, education definitely came into play because I, so I'm, I'm a former history teacher, so I've got history and theology. And so doing interdisciplinary stuff was always my favorite projects to do with kids. And, you know, I just absolutely love it because you're taking everything from medicine and psychology to saints and scripture, and you're bringing it all together. Um, and, that, that is something that, again, um, is, is an absolute gift. Um, but I guess I would want to ask the question. I, I can tell that you're passionate about, about this message and especially about this particular work and how you're doing it. But why do you think this message is so important for parents to hear right now? Um, because the parent needs to be the one talking about it. Bottom line, end of story. It's okay to come through the classroom too. It's okay mm -hmm. and encouraged and good. If let's say the kids are in Catholic school, um, if they have a TOB curriculum, love that. Mm -hmm. um, because I really, I think children need to see that the message is coming from here and here and here and here. Mm -hmm. um, and so if it's school and you're, the movies that you're choosing to let them be exposed to the friends and then that what the parents are saying mm -hmm. to them, we often miss that. We think that we surround them with all the right things. And then we forget that actual teaching piece, um, right. but they have questions and the questions they need to come to you because it could be okay to, let's say in youth group or um, a school setting, present these big ideas mm -hmm. and keep it kind of like safe and not going too far into the right. talk or whatever, but then they will have questions because these are huge concepts. So the questions are always going to push it into that next level mm -hmm. and they need that safe environment with their mom and their dad. And I will add, I thought, you know, with my sister, the same sister, not having a teaching background, she has a business background that, um, that I could teach her son, who's my godson, who's 12 mm -hmm. was 12 at the time. Uh, through, from the magazines. I thought for confirmation prep, that's something we could do together. We went out and after the first magazine and his set of questions, I told her, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Mm. You give me permission. He's family. He's my godson. And yet it doesn't feel comfortable saying the things to him that are going to come from these conversations. Right. That was a really key moment for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think what you're, you're also expressing is something that so often as parents, we all forget which is how important each of us are for the formation of our child. God didn't entrust your godsend to you. He entrusted him to your sister. And sometimes we forget that fact and we want to delegate it 
to someone else. And in fact, um, we're preparing for uh, an open house. Uh, my husband and I, we do confirmation too. And we have the parents come in and it's a quote again from St. John Paul II, but it was in um, on the rural Christian family um, where he talks about how it is that uh, the duty and right of parents to educate their kids, you can't delegate it to others. No, no, it doesn't matter how much you want to, you can't <laughs> delegate it but nor can it be usurped. And for me, that's always been, you know, something of where um, there's so many great Catholic schools and, you know, out there in particular, but then also our public school system has very much been usurping the role of parent um, in this, in, in particular way about personhood and identity and in sexuality. And so, gee, look at the mess that we have right now. I mean, we can tell that the wrong yeah. people are talking about it. Um, yeah. And so I, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, but some of your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, parents who have, who are listening, who have their kids in public school need to know, you know, that the comprehensive sex education standards have now become national sex ed standards that happened just in the, between the last two times that I went to go search them, they now have a new name, national mm -hmm. sex ed. So they've been adopted to some higher level mm -hmm. um, and that they're comprehensive from K to 12. And that means that they can be in every single subject. So I think that most people know that um, some people will push that push back on that. And if they haven't seen it at their school and, you know, keep in mind that we're all human. And so you may be in a town that's more conservative or even just that personality of your super or your principal or the teacher, and you haven't seen it, but, but it's all around. So you really can't avoid it. So just becoming aware of what they are. I, that's what I suggest everybody do, whether you have kids in public school or not, because your kids, no matter where they're schooled, are going to be friends with all kids who are schooled in all ways. Mm -hmm. So know what they are and simply just to just search them online. The um, comprehensive sex ed or national sex ed standards. Um, and you can read them. There's just a PDF. It'll pop right up just read through, you know, yeah, and just be, be aware. Like we can't live in fear. So if public school is your, your option, mm -hmm. uh, that's your option, but then be armed. Mm -hmm. Which is all the more reason why we have to provide a good and solid foundation of understanding of who it is, you know, to our kids of who they are, um, you know, as, as young men and young women. Um, in response to all of that, you develop not just the the magazine, but also a couple of different initiatives uh, that that you have going on now. Um, would you would you care to share about some of those? I thought it was great the the book clubs getting going and, yeah. and different things. Yeah. So, um, well, what was really important, kind of as we were starting to form everything, was we can't create and provide this incredible resource and then just hand it to parents to have it in a silo because they're gonna need support and their kids are gonna need support of other kids who are learning these things that are countercultural. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really kind of, especially the parents um, are, when they're looking for a resource, they're two things. They need a tool in their hand to teach their kids and they're looking for someone else who's like them. Mm -hmm. And so it's, what do you do? You put up a, an ad in the paper or a yard sign? No. So it's, we just had this idea of, you know, creating a very simple structure called TOB communities. And, um, if you 
know of one or two other people in your local community who also think like you, who also want to order this magazine and do it with the kids, then you can also, as parents, gather together and read a resource that strengthens you, you know, a an adult resource, um, which we have a, a huge list on our website. Even if you're not ready to start a community or join one, mm-hmm. um, you can start looking at those resources and just order a book and start reading it. But um, it's been interesting since we've grown very recently, many people are writing in, um, wanting to know, is there a community in my area or how do I start one? Right. Yeah. And again, that tells me that the work that you guys are doing is definitely of the Holy spirit. Um, because when you have a response like that, uh, it is evident that you're, you're in union with what God wants for you and also for his people. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. So before we jump off from that, uh, where can people go and find out more about being able to uh, order the magazine or to uh, take a look at uh, the possibility of a theology of the body community or, or anything that's going on? Mm-hmm. They can find all of that at um, tobparentschool.org. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our contact info is on there, info about community, where we already have communities, that's up. Um, And then the magazines are on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I went and I ordered uh, the set for the middles and for the high schools, uh, just because that's who we're dealing with, uh, you know, with our uh, confirmation kids. Um, And so having, having both of those. And I was fascinated by the fact of, they're not just, you know, different in the sense of, um, you know, they, they still have the same kind of basic sections, but it really is about different ages and appropriate information. And so I was going through, cause I'm familiar with both ages and I was just like, this is just brilliant. Yeah. This, this would lead <laughs> if they were ready. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I, I think I, it, it helps that I actually, in all my bumping around in my twenties, I taught every grade from K, not every, but I taught from K to 12. So I taught a K at mm-hmm. elementary in middle and in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, you need to have that experience, whether you have kids in that age or have taught that to really see, um, how they need to be reached very, very differently. Yeah. And adults are the same. You know, I, I think so often, uh, we, as parents, uh, we'll, we'll pull out, you know, like, you know, maybe the theology of the body monthly magazine and, you know, we'll be like, oh, well, I'm learning a lot here. And it's just like, yeah, that that's that's a starting point. You just got an appetizer, you know. Um, yeah. And now, you know, and that's why I, I love the fact that you've put together that list of adult resources, you know, for for parents to be able to dive into more fully together. Um, in the process of doing all this, I know that it has not been a cakewalk. <laughs> um, but what what have you found to be the most challenging as you've gone about putting doing this compilation and production and you know um, and and doing this initiative? Um, what what's been the most challenging thing that you found in being able to share this message with others? Mm. Well, a prophet is not accepted in their hometown. How does that mm. work out? <laughs> so that was the early were real tough. Um, because I was just a, a mom, a stay at home mom who was like writing stories and people didn't want to pay attention to that. And that was very hurtful, um, you know, within my own community, uh, to be rejected, um, in that mm-hmm. way. But so I guess that in a silver lining, it led me to trust so much more because, you know, we're all called 
to something we're unique and unrepeatable, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're called to that in our life, all of us without a doubt. So sometimes it's clear and sometimes we haven't found it yet, but when you know it and it's clear to you or to one of your children, just honor that and, and lean into the trust because there was a lot of doubt around me, but I knew from God, this is what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. Well, it sounds like that, uh, you know, having, having to trust double down, um, on that, uh, really has helped you on your own journey towards holiness. But, um, what else, uh, you know, were there, were there practical things or one idea or, or habit, um, that has really helps you be able to live out the life God created you for? Mm. Um, kind of along the lines of trust was sur- surrender mm-hmm. too. And so with that trust, I had to surrender a lot of times to family because, you know, I've done all of this. I did pull in some experts to help me in the beginning, but I'm back to doing all of it on my own. I'm, I'm looking for people <laughs> if anybody, oh. you know, wants to join the team and we can do it, um, you know, at different parts of the country, mm-hmm. but, um, I've had to surrender. So when people have had to leave the team, I have to surrender and say, well, it's grown in this way, but now I'm just one person again. So God, I'll do mm-hmm. what I can, but I have these three little people who need me. And that's right. still my primary vocation, you know, mm-hmm. to be mom to them at the time they were one three and six when we started going with it all and COVID they were home. So, um, you can't do it all. Right. And Mm -hmm. I just, I constantly had to surrender to my primary vocation. Oh, Oh, that, that is uh, so important, particularly when, um, something like this is put on our hearts and we know this is what we're supposed to be doing. But then, you know, I struggle with this all the time, which is, okay, Lord, I know you want this to be done. Do you really mean that you don't want it to be done for like, it might take me two years to get to it, you know? Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, and trusting, yeah, that, that, if that's when it happens, that's when it happens and that's good enough and and is a part of what God wants. Um, But that, that's absolutely beautiful that you've been, you've been able to identify, come to that awareness of, I have to surrender to being faithful to my primary vocation mm-hmm. um, and knowing what your primary vocation is important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I didn't always do it well, you know, my kids mm-hmm. will tell you. <laughs> oh, I don't but think we're we, trying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of us ever do it well. <laughs> Just do it, <laughs> we do it as good as we can. Yeah. Um, in the midst of all of this, uh, we, we'd love to, uh, to know, um, you know, what, what do you enjoy doing, uh, in your free time? Quote oh. Unquote. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. What free time? I actually, I love to organize. Um, wow. I love to organize and I have started, you know, TOB will change your life, everything about it. So in these three years where I've been immersed in theology, of the body, it's like, I can help friends. I can consult or either eat or go in their home and help them organize and purge and arrange their environment with a theology of the body lens, you mm. know, it's helping you live your best theology of your body and your family's oh. lifestyle. Um, and we're doing it here too, in my home. Um, you know, we have a bunch of stuff for outdoor hobbies. Cause my husband loves those. We have three boys I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And I like to be a little bit more minimalist, but these things help us live our theology of the body, 
we right. are out there kayaking and hiking and camping and enjoying God's nature. And so, um, you know, keeping those things, but then getting rid of other categories. So I just, I'm a nerd like that, but I love it. And, um, yeah, it brings me joy. You no, know, that sounds like a book. I know. I thought the same thing. Uh-huh. Here's your, here's, here's confirmation number, number one okay. or number two for you. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> as you're describing it, I'm going, oh gosh, that would be an awesome book. You know, how to, <laughs> how to organize and prioritize your life. So you, you know, to, to live it, uh, you know, with the theology of the body lens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I think it's a fun idea after I got to write cycle B of the magazine. So we're on a cycle season. <laughs> so, kind of like the church yeah you know, a b and c we're doing it that way because of the age groups um no child will ever really spend maybe four years um but likely three years in a particular age group before they mm-hmm. move on to the next age group so right. we don't have to have years and years of fresh content we just need at least three cycles so if right. a child is starting with this at age two they can mm-hmm. do cycles a b and c of littles and then a b and c of kids and then mm-hmm. a b and c of middles and so on and so forth so yeah. i a is done and it's been out for a while it's been translated to spanish which is just about to go to print which is great Wonderful. um and then this year we're going to be we i and anyone who wants to help me um we're going to be writing cycle b mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely that's awesome oh. so Final question for you, kind of before we we end up, um, which would be, if you could go back in time mm. and share a piece of advice with your 18-year-old self, because you were saying, oh, 18, I went off, um, you know, so I'm like, okay, 18, that's, that's the year, you know, uh, what would it be? What would that piece of advice be for you? Oh, you're, you are valuable and loved and good enough just the way you are you don't have to pretend to be anybody else Mm. that's when I started really just pretending to be someone else because I tried being myself for so long and it hurt Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's um we are brutal to one one another in in this human family of ours are we not Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. but uh that being said when we create that environment in which we're able to hold the gift of one another and be able to honor it and recognize the unique and unrepeatableness of it mm-hmm. and allow that to flourish. Oh, God, it's just magnificent to watch. Yeah. So, uh, so, so thank you for the work that you're doing because that's going to be able to happen because of these magazines. So as, as you get frustrated and discouraged and you're like, oh gosh, I'm never going to be done with this. Um, you know, let me tell you that this is, this is going to be life transforming for so many people. So, uh, thank you. Thank but, you. but, but thank you for, for all of what you're doing. So one, one more time, uh, tell people where it is that they can go and find out more, um, mm-hmm. about what it is you're doing. Yep. On our website at tobparentschool.org. Awesome. Uh, well, Lindsay, it has been such a pleasure. Um, I, I love getting to know people who are doing great work in the vineyard and, and helping our Lord raise up faithful disciples. And you're definitely doing that. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. And any final words for, uh, for the, the audience out there? I just think you had a great last question. And I think that that's exactly 
the message that made me want to do what I'm doing right now is that what we need to be sharing with our children. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't even have to worry if you get through all the pages of the magazines, just that they know that they are good, loved, you know, and um, there is a quote, um, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. So when we say you are good enough, we're not always saying just stay uh, as is. Well, as you are good. You Lindsay are hopefully comes back with that quote, but it has been such a pleasure to be here with her today. So you you pause for a second, and I and I was waiting for you to come back. So that quote, oh, the, okay. The quote is, um, "God loves you just the way you are, but He loves you too much to let you stay that way." Yes. And so it's really important because we want to tell our youth, God loves you just the way you are. You are unique and unrepeatable and you are perfect. But then, you know, we live in a culture that tells them that in a negative way of you're right. fine, just the way you are. You don't, you know, mm -hmm. so just that always calling God is always calling us to our highest um, expression of self, but he loves us just the way we are. Mm. Loves us enough to bring us to where he is. Mm -hmm. be with him for all eternity amen yeah um, again thank you so much Lindsay. it has been thank such you. a joy uh and for everybody out there continue uh to know of my prayers for you especially that you have the courage to be able to do whatever it takes so that together we can tell the master of death not today god bless everybody So what might be some resolutions? Well, one of the first things is go and get informed. And you can do that, particularly go and check out the National Comprehensive Sexual Education Standards for K through 12. Go and take a look at what it is that is the standard for what is supposed to be presented in our education system. And then let that guide you as to your response in regards to your child. The second is, even if you don't have children, go and select a resource to read next, to learn more about theology of the body. Even for someone like myself, who um, I've studied theology of the body, and I actually have gotten a certification, we can always continue to learn more and to deepen our understanding. So go and select a resource and you can do that by going to tobparentschool.org. They have uh, the resource there. They have a list of all the different books it is that you could be reading or watching. Uh, so make sure to go and to do that and to do at least one. And then last, if not least, of course, go to tobparentschool.org and make sure that you either check out the resources, support their work, uh, you uh, gather, um, you know, join a lunch and learn, um, but, or order the mini monthly magazines, uh, the Theology of the Body, uh, TOB Monthly. Uh, I have got, uh, I've got them and they are great. So make sure to do one or all of those things as you are responding to this wonderful conversation I had with Lindsay. Hey there, Christina Simmons. 
and just wanted to briefly invite you to participate in another special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. And this is the Summer to Fall Audio Online Retreat. This retreat's going to be C.S. Reading from the spiritual classic, The Soul of the Apostolate by Dom John Baptiste Chattard. And it's going to also include a brief reflection and daily resolution that's all designed to help you incorporate and live out that wisdom in your daily life. So I invite you to join me for this special way for you to be able to continue to journey towards holiness. Just go to the website, say yes to holiness.com and sign up today. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.